da 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 You sound insane. You realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. Seriously? It's showtime. All right, ma'am, fam. Less than a week after we talked about Netflix's 2021 release schedule, here we are. 52 more of these, please. (laughs) Yeah, we'll just do Mad About Netflix. We could. I mean, we got the content for it. Uh, You know, the the new releases will be. They want to send our way? I know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's already like 50 pods that are strictly Netflix. Only, sure. only pods. So yeah, first Anthony Maggie, I get it. Haven't yeah, we all? <laughs> <laughs> we have our own stories. Yeah, first movie of two thousand and twenty-one here, fellas. And uh, you know, I've seen there's been some debate online on the interwebs on whatever you want to want to call them, uh, the blog spheres. Um, mm. Did this one, Brian? qualify for the 2020 Oscars or did it, it miss the window? <laughs> just, I think it just missed the windows, but obviously a, an early front runner for best picture for, for 2022, I would say. I mean, there's, it's the only one, but also quality wise, obviously it's, uh, it's, it's, it's up there. Absolutely. No land. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How quickly till we forget this movie existed six days. Uh, I watched it yesterday, so today we're talking about it. So, you know, Tuesday probably tomorrow. I would I would say this one's pretty uh pretty freaking. I watched it today. I I mean, what time is it? It's eight fifty p.m. While we're recording mm-hmm. this, I finished watching this at eight p.m. And um, I've pretty much I'm gonna have to go look at my notes here and rehash myself. It's been almost an hour. <laughs> But uh, no, I, I kid, I kid. Uh, yeah, but uh, no, I get your, I, I get the overall gist of of the point. And, and if you That's listeners went back, has to be. or if you've already listened to the the news episode we did, I encourage you to listen Ooh. to that because we talked a lot about about Netflix strategy. We'll be telling about our grandkids what they've about got it. going on, you know, in the yeah. future here. How quickly till and, we forget uh, this? Movie know, I think it's a good conversation. But let's just say they made that announcement, and right out the gates. <laughs> This was the first kind of big movie out the gates. Oh, yeah. man, this is... That's fair. This is a tough one, guys. This is a... You know, there are average movies. <laughs> there are below average movies, mm-hmm. and there are great movies. I prefer great. We prefer great here on the podcast. Um, you know, I'm sure Netflix, I think, I think they prefer great. I don't... Remains I don't to be know. seen. Debatable. Yeah. Remains to be seen, of course, but um, but Outside the Wire is, is movie of the week this week. So welcome in, ma'am, fam. You can follow us on Twitter at Mad About Movies. Follow us each on Twitter at Kent Garrison, at Beagle 12 and at Richard Barden. And guys, uh, first video version of the show we're recording right now for our, our VIPs are going are to be able to get this. So what to do. Some some people, believe it or not, listen to us. I, I still, I don't, I don't believe that still. I can't, I don't know why, but it, it happens. So if you're mm. somebody out there that wants to also watch us podcast, maybe see what's on Richard's bookshelf, mm. see all of Brian's framed prints, all of his mm. Dirk, Dirk Nowitzki memorabilia, all that kind of stuff. Right. I see a right. Kent's Ninja Turtle machine or is that Simpsons? It's Ninja Turtle. Ninja, Ninja, yeah, it's Ninja, Ninja, Ninja Turtle Machine. Yeah, there Ninja you. Turtle Machine. I did. Yeah. Hey, if they ever release the Simpsons one, I'm getting that one. I'll replace. Mm. I'll replace the Ninja Turtle one with the Simpsons ones because those are the two games of my my yeah. pizza parlor, CC's Pizza Youth, where were those two games? Right. That and Leisure Leisure Suit Larry. But I, <laughs> I, I'm. This is yeah. It's cool to do this, and, and if you are not a VIP, you should become one because Ken has done a great job. Like we've got cool graphics and. Uh, there's like a ticker and all kinds of stuff. So it's real, uh, you know, if you, uh, for whatever reason, want to see us. We're eight years into people, this thing. We're, yeah. It's about time we start taking it serious, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> but, you know, I can't imagine wanting to see us. I'm I'm struggling. My mug's on the screen right now and I want to jump out a window. But uh, but I know some people like a little <laughs> my visual. Mu- my mug is too, by the way, the oh, Ember sushi. mug. Ah, it is. It is. Making yeah. an appearance. For, Strong support for the, for the Ember. Uh, the, the mug Discord. for coffee drinkers that don't like coffee. 
have to slow <laughs> sip Hey, it. you know, I'm, I'm recording this show. I'm, that one, I, I, I'm, I'm recording this I show. I'm dedicating time to the 50, VIPs 50. here to uh, show them my face. And, and you know, I've, I've, I took a shower right before this. So this is unusual uh, for, for podcasting. So, you know, sometimes <laughs> I'm paying so much attention to them for the video that, you know, some, my coffee sits over here. And sometimes I'll go five or ten minutes talking to you guys on the show, preparing, doing things like that. And I'll be like, oh, man, oh, my coffee. <laughs> I haven't been drinking it. Now it's mm-hmm. cold. I don't need cold coffee. <laughs> I get it. So there you go. Um, All right. Uh, but yeah, no, um, VIPs have been awesome in the Discord lately. Um, uh, special shout out to our weekly recommends section on the Discord. We've got a special channel on there for weekly recommends. And my weekly recommend came from that channel. So teaser there oh, for, uh, for weekly recommends nice. a little bit later. All right. Without further ado, guys, outside the wire and yeah first big i guess netflix movie we're talking about um we had a couple kind of oscary ones that we might might still talk about when um, awards are announced here but anyway yeah this is the typical netflix big blockbuster we're throwing a name on a a poster and uh, you've heard of this guy and look at these special effects kind of movie and i'm for those uh kind of in the most part you know I think their batting average, it's not been great on them, but mm-hmm. it hasn't been terrible. I would say they're like major league average. They're hitting like every three out of 10. You know, the Mendoza like line? That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 225 or whatever. Yeah. They're, they're, they're like a decent MLB batting average, which is not what you want, you know, I guess mm-hmm. if you want people to continue to pay you money. And yeah, eventually, what about the on you know. percentage though? That's what I'm, yeah. that's what I'm most interested yeah. I'm all about war. What's their war? <laughs> Has have they hired Billy Bean as a consultant yet at Netflix? I mean, you could try it. No, Where's they the hired ball? Butter Bean. Unfortunately, they mixed it up. <laughs> oh, R.I.P. Didn't, Come on. didn't work out. Didn't work <laughs> yeah. out. Anyway, uh, yeah, man, it's it, it's one of those things where you want more, and, and to a certain degree, Netflix subscribers. I'm guilty of it. We are guilty of it. I'm sure, listener, you are as well. Of saying, yeah, okay, I watched this movie on Netflix this past weekend. Uh, it was. Um, it was fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, how much longer can that can can that happen before we start to say, "Wait, I'm paying for this. Like, <laughs> this is money that that I'm working for, and I'm giving it to them." At some point, they need to produce a quality product where I can sit down, like I do on, um, you know, maybe one of these other shall rename nameless streaming service, uh, Quibi, mm-hmm. and um, and have it should have it would have been better if it had in fact remained nameless. I think a no yeah. name is better than Quibi. Yes. It was called New TV. That was the original name. Sick. Nude TV? Yeah. New. New TV. Nude TV is a thing. Did, did you hear uh, the hopefulness okay. in Brian's voice when he said that, though? Yeah, that's a thing, Brian. Just, <laughs> just Nude TV? That's all. Yeah. And it's, just, just go. Just want to get the it. facts straight. The yeah, you're a journalist. Wait, first what? <laughs> champ, champ. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's, you know, it's one of those things where at some point the batting average has to improve for Netflix where we're, we're spending harder money. Netflix has a good reputation, but how long can they keep that reputation? These are all things we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, especially bog, as they lose more and more, not original content. Right. Right. They've, they've swung a lot in this sci-fi world. This has been their. Right. Most. Oddly. Yeah. Their most, whatever their algorithm tells them, I think this is. The thing they've gone after the most, this kind of mid-tier blockbuster sci-fi movie. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing they've failed at the most, right? Is this kind of genre. <laughs> yeah. You know what? And, and that surprises me to a certain extent because I would say one of the categories that they've batted the worst at is these big blockbustery action mm-hmm. movies. You know, if that's going to sure. be your thing, be good at it. You know, like make your yeah. thing – David Fincher movies or Martin Scorsese uh, type things, you know, I, I guess maybe the quote unquote numbers say that, that this works for them. And so that's what they're going to do. But like at some point it's, it's gonna, it's gonna run dry and people well, are going to, this movie too generated very little buzz, right? Post its right. announcement. It's not really, um, you know, there's not all views are worth the same. And, uh, sure. This has not really penetrated the culture much at all. It's not like it felt like it was an opening weekend. And I, I and Ken, we talked about this on the Discord a little bit with the VIPs. Like, 
I think it's actually easier for Netflix to do the small tier, actually higher quality film. Um, because for myriad reasons, those are just like you hand the keys to a David Fincher. You go, what do you need? 23 million. Cool. Here's, here's a check for exactly that amount. You have total control, et cetera, et cetera. Now with these type of films, they tend to be less established directors. And I think blockbuster filmmaking because of everything that's involved in terms of effects and editing and everything tend to be a lot more collaborative. And I just, I don't think Netflix has the creative production. You know, they're a distributor. They're, they're at, at core a distributor, whether right, that be tangible right. or digital. Sure. And they don't have the, you know, the corporate, you know, Pixar is pretty good every time because they've, you know, while they have Pete doctors walking around there that are geniuses, they also have a lot of really smart, really innovative second and third tier employees that aid in the direction for lack of a better word uh, of a film of in a, in a big scale blockbuster film requires that I think. And Netflix just doesn't have those people yet. Uh, look, as they continue to take over Hollywood, my bet is that they acquire more and more of those people. And more importantly, acquire more and more of those processes that make something that's a D minus a consistent B minus, which is what you want with these kind of movies, right? Mm-hmm. These are never going to be a pluses. But what you want is to bring the average up where every time we do a sci-fi movie on Netflix, instead of uh, that, that pretty much sucked, that it, it's a, oh, that was cool. I'd probably watch that again on a plane or something. You know, that's what they're aiming for with these because that keeps the brand going. It keeps the it keeps people keeping their s- subscriptions. It keeps competition up with HBO Max and Disney Plus in terms of film. I think they've got a substantial lead in terms of television, but film. But right now, it's like that's pretty – when they do their paint-by-numbers blockbuster, it's it's – almost always like a D it almost feels like a high budget TV movie. And I think that's because they don't have those people in the bureaucracy to aid the production because, you know, there's no, you know, David Fincher's not doing this. It's a, it's a upcoming or small time director most of the time because of cost and a script that wasn't really developed. And okay, we can just pay Anthony Mackie a lot of money to Brian's point, which is really smart. They put all the infrastructure and let's get an Avenger. And that'll take care of itself. And maybe it does. And maybe it does for three more years in terms of, uh, you know, adding credibility and, and big stars to the brand. But I do think there will be diminishing returns. And whether that is 18 months from now or 36 months from now, it's coming faster than we think, probably. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. At some point, they're going to have to maybe re At some point, I think the subscriber is going to... Uh, speak for the speak for Netflix, and um, you know we'll, we'll have to see long term. So, all that to say, you know, to set up this film because I don't understand the strategy of the, the, the process of addition with Netflix. It seems to be the the way they do their their movies. Mo- most films I, I've read about, we talk about, researched, worked on, whatever. It's a process of elimination. You start with a ton of ideas, a ton of stuff, mm-hmm. and you whittle it down to the very, very best stuff, right? The only the <laughs> right. stuff that matters the most in it, that makes complete sense, that that's like if you took this this uh, Jenga brick out, the entire tower would fall because mm-hmm. none, nothing nothing makes sense, right? And so that's what that's the end goal with all films is to try to say every there's not a wasted frame on screen, you know, all these conversations we have when we talk about a plus type movies on the, on the podcast, but Netflix, they, they do things kind of different. They say, okay, yeah, we have Anthony Mackie, but what if also there was a robot, uh, civil war going on in Russia in the years 2036. Okay, cool. But what if also Anthony (laughs) Mackie is an Android? There's no reason for Anthony Mackie to be an android in this movie, other than for like one little monologue, like uh, political point that they had to make at the end of the movie, it, it has no bearing. This movie should have been inexperienced slacker, um, you know what, drone pilot who went off his orders gets gets put into an insurgent situation with a very experienced uh, military operative and has to go on this mission. There's the movie. You don't need robot uh, warfare. <laughs> you don't need, oh, by the way, Anthony Mackie is a robot and with no robot powers, by the way. I, I think they might have had a robot budget 
So they're like, all right, you can be an Android, but we're going to show you in one scene with your shirt off and then you're going to have the shirt on and you're not going to really do anything. That's like a robot, but people are just going to kind of know you are, you're not going to have like any superpowers or like anything really like advanced happen throughout the movie to justify you being a robot. But Hey, you know, it's just also, he's a robot. I, I just don't, <laughs> that's kind of my entire thesis of this also, movie is also a mom. He's yeah. a robot. And, and this is a weird thing I've noticed with these Netflix movies. The last thing I'll say, I'll pass it on to you, Brian, is there's a there's a weird checklist with these movies that there one line has to be, I need cover fire with all of these uh, <laughs> Netflix action movies. Let's go back. Let's let's make the uh, sizzle real. Let's put it on YouTube. It's just the most cliche like action movie line situations, and that's fine to a certain extent, but. Um, I don't want one of these a week, um, maybe one a year, but, uh, it, you know, in two, two, three weeks, we're going to be talking about another one of these. I guarantee you one that we haven't even heard of. Cause we didn't hear about this one three weeks ago. You know, So that's kind of where we are, but Brian, I'll pass it on to you for general thoughts on outside the wire. Oh, Richard chime in, you know, no, no, no. Just, I'm, I'm leaning forward because I'm excited. Okay. Excited for Brian's yeah, chat same, takes. Same. Yeah, like I, I like mindless action movies. Uh, I think, I mean, that's something that we, that for me at least, I really missed in 2020 was the the theater experience that you get with uh, a, a a B minus or B plus kind of garbage action movie. I, I like that stuff, and uh, so I'm for <laughs> I'm for this kind of br- very broad model that Netflix has going for it with with a lot of these movies, but I would like them to be. I guess I don't want them to be quite as mindless as uh, as this one because you're right. Can't like I can't want the wait. audience to be mindless, not the creative team. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You want to, t- to kind of tune in and turn your brain down to ten percent, right, or maybe twenty five percent, and just hey, cool explosion. All right, awesome, Anthony. I like Anthony Mackie. This is this is pleasant. This is fun. I like sci fi uh, robots. Sure. Okay. No worries. Like I'm I'm good to go. I feel like I, I am a willing participant in this kind of movie, but you're you're exactly right, Kent. I kept waiting for there to be a reason for any of this to uh, to be taking place, and it it never came. Like, did you guys feel like because of how kind of worthless the movie was overall? Did you feel like the there was going to be some big uh, I don't know a big reveal at the end of this? Because that's what I kept waiting for. There is yeah, a just twist. Because, there, there yeah, is because a twist. nothing and else mattered. Like nothing else that happened in the movie mattered. And so I kept thinking, well, at the end of this, it's going to be some big reveal in the last five minutes. And, and that'll be where I, where it comes together, at least in terms of a, uh, it was, it was a B minus, whatever. Uh, and it, it did not for me. Like, oh, yeah, I think there's a twist at the end. I don't want to sure, get, get into it. Really yeah. Twist. I don't want to get into like, <laughs> spoilers right now, but I think. Maybe what they were thinking was, oh, dude, when people see what this, what happens at the end of this movie, it's going to take it from B to A plus, you know, it's like just going to completely justify it. Like you said, Brian, everything that that you've seen before it, Uh, man, these characters are so dumb on almost every front. Unreal. Um, First of all, the movie starts out with a line, violent civil war in Eastern Europe. I didn't know you could could continents have civil wars. Is that a thing? <laughs> I didn't even think. Is that a con- that, but... countries only? Right? I, I don't. Yeah, yeah. That's just a war. Civil a war. war in a- civil war in Africa. <laughs> civil war in Africa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's just a war. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's a, that's the first line of the bell. I was like that. That that can't. I don't think that can happen, but <laughs> that's uh, that's where we are. Brian, so glad you were able to make it on this episode because we are, you know, scheduling happens and, and didn't know if you're sure. going to be able to make it. Very happy, though, because the name of the robot soldiers, not not Anthony Mackie. He's a different kind of a robot soldier. Uh-huh. The generic, the, uh, the you know, the, the putty version of that. You know, just the, meh, those types of robot soldiers. They're just, they're, they're expensible. They're, meh. They're, they're drones or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, did you you heard what they call, they called them in the yeah. movie, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I did. 
You like that's that. why this movie is an F, not a D. It's uh Oh, well, I thought you would see it as a slight to Forrest Gump that they were oh, called okay. Gumps. If that's the intention, then back up to an A plus. Because movie, they're robotic soldiers that do whatever mm-hmm. you say. That's that's, that's why they're called I didn't Gumps. See it that way. But, I think uh, that the screenwriters thought they were being really smart with like, dude, what should we call these? How about Gumps? gumps? <laughs> uh, yeah, they do it. Do whatever they say. So the Gumps really serve no purpose other than to kind of kind of. Be there in the action scenes to to, sh- to show off some of this CG. I will say some of the CG was was it was very well done, very well done on the effects perspective. You know the 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 story doesn't back that up, and, and <laughs> I'm okay with that happening most of the time. But I said like the batting average can be t- is is too high. You know I can do one one out of every ten movies they do. I'm I'm all for this. I would have given this a bigger grade if I didn't have to see one of these every every month. You know that that kind of thing. Mm. Uh, but there's some, there's some, I don't know, a lot of, I don't know what you call satire in here or attempted satire, you know, maybe blatant satire, non, <laughs> non-subtle satire where yeah. I'm not Attempt kidding you, the right word, <laughs> Anthony, Anthony, okay, we'll get into spoilers here. Uh, we'll assume everybody's seen, everybody's seen Outside the Wire. Everybody's on Netflix, bro. Yeah. Come on. My phone has uh, just been blowing up. All right. It is. It's nonstop. <laughs> so, so yeah, a pivotal moment in the movie. <laughs> The, the the titular character of of Euron Greyjoy is <laughs> is murdered with a flag, like that's mm. the most non subtle yeah. satire get it? Or, okay. <laughs> of all time, and maybe ever seen. That's like Pierce Brosnan, late James Bond level <laughs> bad. Yeah, how blatant we're trying to. Here's the message of what we're trying to say. Uh, yeah, it was it was pretty bad. Um, I have another note in here. That it says, why is Anthony Mackie a robot? I made that note twice in my notes because I thought to myself, <laughs> still don't know why. I don't know why he's a robot. Yeah. Oh, I kept saying, I kept thinking they were saying the, the name Victor Koval, who's the main antagonist, villain. And you only see him in that one scene where he gets stabbed, impaled by the flag. Um, I kept thinking his name was COVID. I was like, wow, they're really pushing the satire by naming the villain COVID. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> How'd they get this thing made this fast? Wow. <laughs> no, I know. I, that was, um, that, I, I heard that out the side of my ear while I was working, <laughs> watching this movie. And, uh, man, it's Koval. So, yeah, there's a, there's a hostage scene in this. Oh, speaking of the hostage scene, hmm. it, it drags on so long, mm-hmm. maybe 40 minutes longer than it's supposed to. It's like a, an hour long, like, you know, supposed to be one of these uh, titular, I guess, tentpole scenes that you would base a movie around. You know, where where your your big moments are going to be. But, like the entire movie takes place in this one, this one hostage situation. Brian, um, here's the thing too with this: you're going to get an Avenger, right? Right. You're going to get Netflix, which is a a platform that it's widely appealing. Why make this thing rated R and a hard R? I don't. I don't get that. <laughs> It's like, uh, uh, hey, Brian, I mean, Brian, you're watching this movie. Coop walks in. Hey, Dad, what are you watching? It looks like robots fighting. Yeah, you got to leave, son. This is rated yeah, R. This is down. for adults. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's, it's like, yeah. dude. He's not like, a wuss. Come on. Yeah. I don't. Uh, do, they do, do they make this rated R for realism? Because they're like, dude, a war zone would never. It would be so hardcore and rated R that like it, it, you have to show the realism. No, you don't, dude. Make this thing PG-13. Make it appeal to a wide audience. Make it kind of funny too. Like I don't. Yeah, look, my deal is is always this with that. Like I don't. You rate your movie whatever you want to rate it, or or go for the rating you want. It doesn't matter to me. But the but if you're gonna do, if you're gonna go for an R rated movie, then uh, make it fit the the film. And and for the to me, I, I mean, there's a lot of language and stuff in this. So I, I maybe that's the whole thing. It's just it's a war. We're we're gonna have soldiers. You know doing soldier talk and cursing and stuff. Maybe that's the whole deal. And if so, that's fine. But it, it, uh, I don't like R rated movie where it's just like, it feels like there wasn't really a, a purpose in a lot of what they're doing. It be, just to your point, not from a, that's like this movie, whatever, a moral standpoint or a anything yeah. like that. It's just, just to your point, it, it, if you can get a PG 13 rating and your movie, uh, doesn't really justify the R rating, then you should probably go for the PG thirteen because it's right. all these movies are Large, super broad. So we should, yeah, exactly. We should probably 
try to to lean in that direction. I, I don't know. And it's I mean, a, it's some... indicative of an overall lack of it. Like that decision in itself isn't like unforgivable. But yeah, it's indicative sure. yeah, of exactly. a larger like exactly. not thinking these things through. Like let's and like Kent's a that's a great point, <laughs> a great joke of like like at least you can make this a fun family night movie, right? You know, like. It can be dark and PG-13 and have guns and robots and Anthony Mackie can still be a robot and all these things out the checklist that they thought that they had with this movie, but tone it down a little bit. I mean, like, I right. I don't, I'm fine with rated R movies too, and I'm not trying to be prude guy here, but like, I'm trying right. to make this movie a better movie. And I come think on, this would- Come on, prude guy, come, come, <laughs> come on, pr- That is my theme. Uh, y'all missed it on the uh, audio version. Mm. We, we I came to a long <laughs> intro. It was good. Uh, no, you know, that's the thing though. I'm just trying to make this movie as good as it can that be, joke costs as entertaining as it can be. This is an extraction, like a movie like Extraction. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of the pinnacle of these types of movies. Yeah, I felt like the violence at least was justified there because it was a hardcore, like a real war situation. Uh, kids' lives were at stake, things like that. Um, what about Chappie? This is more along the lines of Chappie, where you literally have yeah. Chappie robots everywhere uh, in in the movie. I asked they took a Chappie. lot of inspiration from this, apparently. I, I wrote, I I had a problem with Chappie's rating. It was R, I believe, but I wanted it to be NC seventeen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I wanted. Well, the to version see, I saw was. Yeah, I don't know. I wanted to see what happened to you Chappie. Don't, you don't you have know, the four K hours, if you know what I'm saying. Right, right. Four <laughs> yeah, K supercut that he made, I guess. <laughs> Nothing that's in four. Unless it's in 4K resolution, it doesn't touch my eyes. It does not he go wears, to my retinas. He wears like he, he he wears like leather, you know, leather pants, and he's like chappy, chappy. That's how it starts. I'm making fun of uh, Batman but Shane because Batman Shane is the big 4K guy, and he won't watch any content that's not in 4K. That's not a joke. I love I love you, Batman Shane. But that's Batman. That's he's a man of rules. Yeah, standards. Right. You gotta have standards yeah, in this cool. world, man. If we don't have standards, the thing, the whole thing comes crumbling yeah. down. <laughs> look what look what's happening at Netflix. No standards, man. If I don't watch Batman v Superman in 4K, it's not that good. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, mm. it's definitely that. You got to see the detail of the <laughs> PJ bat, bat veins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, man, the there's individual there's... particles in the P jar. That's the, okay. That's the we we yeah we crossed the line. <laughs> that's a, <laughs> yeah, that's, gra- a, that's right. a graphic Can't, mental image that's not, that, that Brian was just playing around that. with and was like, yeah, I think I should <laughs> <will> not abide. <laughs> I don't need that's the bridge too far. I don't, okay. I don't Sorry. need a grainy I'll, I'll take, P. I'll take notes. My no, 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 no. You'll be better. <laughs> you'll be better. <laughs> okay, man, that's funny. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> So, <laughs> come on, prude guy. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, I see a kidney stone floating in that thing. No, see. All, right. All right, so I, I I teased the little the twist that they thought they had here. I think, or mm-hmm. that they did have that that happens in the movie. So we find out that Leo, our main character, our android. Whatever robot, I don't know. He says Android. I don't know if that's correct. I'm going to get emails. He's not an Android. He's a <laughs> he's a cyborg. He says cyborg in this. Actually, he really does right. say that. Mm-hmm. So cyborg, he um, is the one who has this. Uh, he's like the Russians got me, man. They, they got me with the tracking device, man. You got to pull it out of me, bro. And and so Herb pulls it out of him, and. The movie continues, and then twist harp. happens. Harp, just just to be clear, harp. his name's Harp, herb. not Herb. Oh, harp. I thought he said Herb. I, <laughs> I was I'm like, watching. Hold on. Okay, you know, did I watch this whole movie? And his name was Herb. What's happening there is I'm it? watching Wandavision, and there's a character named Herb in <laughs> okay. Wandavision, and so way more it's uh it's in the brain. A harp, <laughs> harp is uh is the one who pulls it out of him, and then he finds out later in the movie he's like, wait, that wasn't a tracker. That was a device that was controlling him, or, or that was his governor device. That was his governor device yep. that that allowed him to take orders from people. So now he's a rogue. And so the twist they thought they had was Anthony Mac. He's a bad guy now. <laughs> and that was like okay, you know, it didn't didn't change anything about the movie. It didn't. It, it really didn't put didn't it in a new light. Franchise I wanted either, right? <laughs> Which is what I'm mad about because I wanted at least right. seven, eight more of these. <laughs> Yeah, you right. you've been on that. You've been saying that though since the since the trailer came out. Mm-hmm. Just 
like one I said, request. This is what I, 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 I called franchise. you. I called mm-hmm. you. I said, this yeah. is what I will plan my life around for the next eight years. I said, quote me on it. <laughs> so to mm-hmm. say I'm let down, mm-hmm. understatement. Right. Tough one for you, bud. It's all right. Still have well, because the, the big thing for you was that when it got to the fifth one, the the U in outside would look like a like a V, so mm. like big on the poster that it would just be like yeah. ah, outside the one. Yeah, that was your. I bad. thought this was, was a Heim documentary, so I was super <laughs> let down. Okay, outside the, about wire. the song. Yeah, I thought it was about the uh, HBO television critically acclaimed series <laughs> The Wire, where it's just right. it's like a behind the scenes. Take it outside. Yeah, you know, yeah. of that that area. <laughs> Spinoff series, Netflix spinoff of the wire, the wire. outside the wire. Right, right. And it's just, just about when you we were in the wire. We're outside the wire. It's like kind of the area we didn't cover. The nice right. sort of leafy suburbs. That would be so funny if that's what that was. All the way down the Chevy Chase, outside the wire. Well, yeah. So I would put outside the wire in the in the lower standards. You know they. They try to have a lot of commentary in there about vaccine distribution, where they're using that as a cover-up. Oh, okay, by the way, let's fast forward to the ending. Again. Wait, you can what distribute vaccines? Yeah, debatable. <laughs> okay. I've heard a rumor. I, yeah, yeah, I thought that was an That's the fiction part of the cycle. Oh, okay, got it. Cool, yeah, cool, yeah. cool. Sorry. Now you I get just... it. <laughs> yeah, this is 2036. Come on. Oh, okay, we've yeah, got we'll have time to figure it out. Yeah. Okay, got it. Cool. Noted. They, they bought some time there, that loophole. <laughs> Put that caveat in the script. Well, uh, yeah, so we, we, you know, fast forward to the ending, and he says he is sacrificing himself for the good of humanity. Or actually, he, he, he was going to set off the nuke, Leo was. Because he hates the U.S. for making him a cyborg and for, for constant wars, you know, he's like all these wars. All they're gonna do is they're gonna even when I'm gone, they're gonna create another one of me. A lot of a lot more wars. We can't stop the war, so it's very, very like big. We're making a big statement with this movie, way bigger Mm -hmm. statement than we need to be trying to do with a movie about android gumps running around, you know. So. I don't well, it's know. Not like it's, it's just like they, either, you know? right? It's like really? it's like somebody came in and said, "All right, I see you've got some some robot stuff in there that's pretty cool. Let's what if there's like you know a little bit more something to say with this movie because it doesn't have a lot to say. You know, mm-hmm. I, I hate I hate executives and people who say, you know, what does it what what are you saying here? It doesn't have to say anything. It has to be entertaining. That's all we're trying to do. It's like, think about how many great movies you've seen that don't say, Jaws doesn't say anything. It's not trying to say anything. Well, it takes it's trying to entertain you. Yeah. Look, I'm sorry, like, I know what I'm saying. Like, I was like, this, the, the priorities are so whack. It's just like totally. crazy. Yeah. And you have to have some self-awareness or, like we said, have a studio that has some self-awareness to go, sure. hey, look, uh, this ain't that. Like, this is a stupid movie. Yeah. So let's not let, that's fine. It can still be fun. Um, but every time we try to be profound here, it's going to be, it's going to be stupid. So let's not do that. Let's leave that to better (laughs) films. Yeah. And let's just make this as good and dumb as we can make it. Right. It feels like two movies or two scripts kind of crammed together into one. Wouldn't surprise me if it was. Netflix had two projects going and was like, eh, we got to pull a plug on one of these. Can y'all just kind of make a script out of this? Because those two things just. Especially the Kent's edition point. It's kind of like that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. It's like, yeah, we, if we can get one, maybe one of the guys from Game of Thrones, give us some gravitas, you know, some right. dramatic gravitas. It's like that Who's one that one Victor scene seems so yeah. crammed into me because like, right. he's the one time you see him in the entire movie is mm-hmm. that one yeah. scene. I, I don't know, man. This this does not give me much confidence, but I'm expecting like one or two of these in 2021 to be good and sure. for me to come on here and say, gosh, I want them to make 14 of these uh, just like I did last year with – you know, extraction and, and the old guard. Uh, I thought mm-hmm. those had merit. One certain, out of 25 times. Right. <laughs> right. But that's not, that's not good business. You don't spend that much yeah. money to fail. Like you well, have I to think, have success more often. You have, yeah. they, they, the longevity is just not going to be there unless they and do. They've been a total upside business too, where like there are things that hit really help their brand. 
Um, and the things mm-hmm. that miss don't hurt their brand, really. I just think right. at a certain point, we will reach critical mass of crappy movies where their brand starts to get hit by only hitting one out of every 25 times. No, You don't have yeah. to bat a thousand. Yeah. Just, you know, we can just get like, you know, two out of five of these that are good. Like mm-hmm. at they don't have to be Oscar films. Good at what they're trying to set out, executed. Right. Well, I think we'll all be happy. But yeah, they. I think this may be the year or maybe next year, especially since they put so much marketing behind movies. 52 movies, 52 weeks. Netflix, the place for movies. If 50 of those suck, then that's a problem. Like that's Well, gonna what's going to happen is, is they're going to take the data from this past weekend because nothing was – there was no new movies out. I think this probably did pretty well. At least it says – uh, and, uh, I don't see the source here, but on the uh, the Wikipedia page said it won. It was the most viewed thing over the, over the weekend on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what they're going to do is they're going to look at that and say, "All right, looks like that's the most uh, viewed thing we did over the that seven days. Let's get Mikhail Hallstrom sign him to a five picture thing, and, <laughs> yeah. and and that's that's the strategy. Whereas like they're putting all their eggs into these very bad baskets, and uh, and that can't sure. that can't last yeah, more I mean, than longer i'm quite right i want a great question for you it. brian um <laughs> since you're like the theatrical expert in terms of you enjoy going through the best would this movie tick you off more that you went to a place you drove to a place and watched it or do you think it would have been elevated by a theatrical experience i was wondering that too i was wondering that too if if, if the theater experience would enhance this or or take away from from it because I think it would enhance it. I think I would have probably liked this more in a theater just because it's big and loud and kind of dumb. It does have that going for yeah. it. But sure. again, and when I turn on Netflix and I turn it on every week and it's something bad, it becomes a problem. That's my overall overarching point. But to your point, Brian, I think this would, would probably play pretty well in a theater. I mean, that's my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I I think it, it would probably... Most action movies, in my opinion, are... I mean, not to say you need to see this in a theater or something like that, but I think most action movies and whatnot play better a little bit at home. Oh, excuse me, in, in a theater than they do at home. But I do think this one is so poorly written and, and just laid out. The structure of it just sucks. And so I don't know that it would have it would have helped all that much. I, I think I probably would have been walking away around the same grade, maybe... Maybe even a little worse to your point, Richard, of like, man, I took two hours out of my day right. to go see this. Cool. All right. Because um, for me, it's an attention thing. Like I have trouble paying attention at home. There's, you know, uh, there's other things going on. I have my phone out, you know, all this sort of stuff. Um, and it sort of puts the uh, the onus on. Uh, <laughs> you mispronounced that, but go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it kind of puts it on, on the, the movie to, to hold my attention. And that's not necessarily fair to the film, but it's just it's the way that, that it is. This movie, I think paying more attention to it would have made it worse because I'm like, what the crap are we doing? Why is this Why is this such a stupid plot? Uh, why is he an android? I thought for sure that, that Harp was going to turn out to be the next generation of cyborg or Android or whatever at, at the end of this thing. Like that was just, that, that was the feeling I got or the vibe as they were building to some grand conclusion. And then he literally just walks away. Why did they punish the guy by setting him up with the only cyborg soldier? Well, I just, that doesn't make sense. Let's send this, yeah. this person we don't trust in with this most precious asset to accomplish this most precious sure. mission. Like yeah. none of the, <laughs> None of the plot makes no any answer. sense at all. And and there's there's several scenes where it's just, you know, trying to be guys being dudes, you know. They're in the Jeep, they're driving, they're talking about <laughs> chicks, man. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. so cool. It's like they, the most knockoff it, of training. It, it feels like <laughs> honestly like Billy Lynn disrespectful to to military <laughs> because they make all the drone pilots in this seem like soulless machines. You know, like these guys are in a war zone and then they cut back to the drones and the drone people are just sitting there in complete silence. Like, yeah, like they have no empathy for anything that they're doing and no soul to anything. Like, I'm just think, like, I don't know, just how they perceive <laughs> the perception is not great on any any front with this movie. Like, they, mm-hmm. it, it's not like, man, that made me proud of our military. Man, it did. It didn't. It's like. <laughs> Make me hate the military industrial complex. Makes me hate this <laughs> movie. Makes me hate Netflix. Makes me hate hate a, a lot of things, and including uh, the two hours that I spent wasted uh, watching this. <laughs> Brian, if you it. had a last question for you, uh, if you had a second son, would you name him Harp? 
Not after this no, movie. Obviously. I wanted to name uh, I wanted to name my my first child Harp Harper because of my my hero Derek Harper yeah. growing up. But it has uh, you know I I work obviously you guys know but in case the the listeners or the or the viewers don't know I I work I coach I work with kids I have for for uh, I don't know fifteen years and uh, Harper has become a girl's name over yeah. the last uh, decade or so and so. I have a boy, and so we named him not Harper. That's yeah, that's you the, named him. Emily. If we'd had a girl, I probably probably would have named him Harper. But you now him, I definitely na- will because of this movie. Obviously, right? I'll, exactly. I'll, uh, you uh, you named your son right uh, Evelyn after Evelyn Wong, mm-hmm. a great male author. So that's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I'm going to grade this one out. Yeah. Let's good do old Kent Garrison. F minus, 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 minus. Oh, wow. Wow. I added a minus. Wow, wow, we. Because it doesn't accomplish accomplish anything. The only thing good in this movie is the VFX, and they they were were really well done. Um, But other than that, they skimped on Completely crap. I mean, I could have seen this in a two-minute YouTube sizzle reel that wouldn't have cost $80 million (laughs) to do, you know, in terms of the, the VFX work or whatever, but- yeah, that's the only thing really notable here. Uh, I like Anthony Mackie a lot, though. You know, I don't think this tarnishes anything. Um, if I was him, I wouldn't sign up for Outside the Wire Two, anything like that. But I love love that guy. Want to see him in more stuff, and hope he has a bigger role here in the MCU things. Looking forward to his his show here with the the Falcon mm-hmm. Winter Soldier show should be fun. But uh, yeah. but yeah, uh, F minus 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 for Kent Brian. Man. Starting the year off right, dude. Um, I'll go. I'll go just a D. It was not enjoyable. Very stupid. Not a not well structured at all. And uh, I like Anthony Mackie. And I'm with you. I don't. I don't think this does nothing to to tarnish his reputation. I hope he got paid a lot of money for this. He was uh, also a producer, so that's part of this. Yeah. I'm sure it's like, hey man, sure. you come do this. We'll for give sure. you a little little give you some for points sure. on the on the back end. Yeah, I don't know what kind of points you get on a movie on Netflix, mm-hmm. but. Uh, <laughs> You know, since there is no like <laughs> free box Netflix office return, life, yeah, I don't like, know. Um, you get yeah, you get yeah, get knows. a gift you card get referral credits. <laughs> yeah. You refer uh, five but, friends for a month free instead of just right, the one, which right. is pretty sick. No family plans though. No family plans. Oh, absolutely um, not. So yeah, uh, I'll just go. Maybe he could that. upgrade you... to the disc plan, the male one, the Shane plan. <laughs> they call yeah. that the Shane because he's the only one still mm-hmm. doing it. Right, right. I'm gonna go with a uh, an F plus. <laughs> Nice. Oh, that's your grade? Yeah, oh, I'm going F+. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Um, that's, Brian, that's did you grade you it? Go. Yeah, I gave it a D. Oh, okay. So, of the three of us, I'm I'm the one who will Brian be- Brian loved this movie. Yeah, yeah. great movie. Yeah. Brian Peter Gill. Peter Travers Gill over here. <laughs> All right, there you go. There's uh, That's how we start the year with Netflix. Not great, but uh, we can only go from here. That's Actually, true. famous last words. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's hit a, uh, a weekly recommend, fellas, before we uh, before we get out of here. Weekly recommends. Brian, uh, you want to get us a recommend? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, one of my favorite authors, John Krakauer, his uh, I think his breakout book, Into the Wild, celebrates its twenty uh, fifth anniversary next month i believe or in the next few weeks so that may end up being a a recommend at some point in the near future but he did a uh, i don't he doesn't do a whole lot of interviews um but he did one with the uh the ringers podcast called the the press box with brian curtis fellow fellow uh dfwn uh brian curtis and it was just a really great interview uh talking about the book talking about his his experience as a writer and just his process and everything. I'm always interested when people, when creative people talk about their process and what, um, you know, what they think of themselves as a, as a creative and stuff. Cause I, I think that's part of, of being a creative is, is kind of doubting yourself or not liking your work and things like that. Uh, and so I'm always interested in, in what, what great, uh, writers or, Wow, whatever or filmmakers or, or podcasters or whatever have to say about their their work. So uh, anyway, this is a specific episode of of the press box, and I'll link it to you. Uh, link it to you, Kent. We can put it in the show notes or whatever. But it was about an hour of of crack hour talking to Brian Curtis, and it was just a really. I just found it to be a really insightful interview, uh, and and really somewhat helpful from a a creative standpoint. Like 
I, I can imagine when I'm in a creative rut, going back and re-listening to that and like getting some some ideas and, and inspiration or whatnot uh, from from what he said. It was just a really good interview. So check that out. Uh, the press box, Brian Curtis interviewing uh, John Krakauer. There you go. Uh, Richard, you want to go next? Yeah, I, I spent the last part of the year or last year reading a lot of like espionage fiction and things like that. Some of that very lowbrow, some of it highbrow. I finally did the full Carla trilogy. So Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, Honorable School Boy, and Smiley's People. I had read all the early Smiley books and I had read Tinker Tailor and I had never done Honorable School Boy or Smiley's People. And so I, I redid Tinker Tailor in those two. And it's such a great, you know, detailed, nuanced, really long um with, you know, it's a huge arc of three books, but each individual book is interesting as well. And they're in different locales and everything. And, and a great look as with all Lakari who passed last year into how espionage is actually done, not in the James mm-hmm. Bond way. Um, <laughs> and very British and wonderful. So the Carla trilogy, K-A-R-L-A, uh, on, uh, by John Lakari, which is like, again, Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy, Smiley's People, pardon me, Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy, The Honorable Schoolboy, and Smiley's People. Um, three great Great reads if you like that sort of thing. And I hope, I wish, you know, this kind of movies aren't made anymore, but Tinker Taylor 10 years ago or nine years ago was so good. Um, I wish they'd been able to make the other films. They'd be such great series, especially after we've seen The Night Manager and things like that. Uh, it would be great to see that creative team come back. But who knows with with those kind of, you know, there's no capes in it and uh, it costs more than $1 million. So we'll, it's the hardest thing to get made. But one can hope. Kent, what about you, man? Some, okay. There's some Lacar series coming out this year right there's somebody's doing yeah they were doing something. hulu was doing spy who came in from the cold right which is the okay. third book it's mm-hmm. it's kind of the transition the first two smiley books are kind of more detective stories and then he kind of goes into espionage in that book um and it's a great classic it's a great richard burton film too from the 60s if mm-hmm. you like old movies yeah. um they're doing that they have not announced a cast yet. I think COVID pushed it. So I would gotcha. not be shocked if that was still 2022, but I did check on it recently and it looks like it's still a go and they have like some supporting cast announcement. No, no lead yet. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to recommend a, I guess it's a two part recommend here. So uh, picking up this uh, part one of this recommend from, from Batman Shane. Uh, from the Discord. He put this in our Discord Weekly Recommends channel, and uh, I kind of circled it and wanted to watch it and ended up doing that. Uh, This is a documentary on the making of the Batman animated series. Uh, Hmm. The Batman animated series from the uh, 1990s is now on HBO Max, I believe. And so... They've been doing some promotion for that. They just, I think, did a restoration uh, HD uh, of it and all that kind of kind of thing. So uh, the documentary is called Heart of Batman, and it's on YouTube. If you search for it, they, there's a couple of places there it is on YouTube. I think Warner Brothers has put it up, but I don't know how long it'll be up. It might just be up for the year or whatever. So um, check that out on YouTube, The Heart of Batman, about uh, about that show and the approach for that show. And, and uh, you know, it's a really groundbreaking television show it's a really groundbreaking show for batman in terms of turning the context of batman around and putting it in a different light and moving it into a new direction from where it was in the kind of the adam west days and and the show has kind of started production right right around the tim burton time so there wasn't a a lot of confidence in that they could do that in animation but i don't want to you know spoil the documentary and and talk about all the points but it was just fascinating that like the other show that they had they had tiny tunes and then this really dark show that's batman as they're like there's guns and it's like as serious as any batman movie you'd see you know and it's great animation really cool way to go about it and and of course you know i guess it's more groundbreaking for animation than it probably is for for anything it did uh outside of that but um yeah it's one of those documentaries you watch and you're like man i want to go back and watch it so I have uh, for my morning coffee for the past four days. I've watched uh, an episode of the Batman animated series, and it's it's a uh, it it holds up, man. I I think it's got a lot of adult appeal. Like it's not it's not like a really kitty cartoon. It's not like going back and watching uh you know Ninja Turtles or 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 uh, you know even X Men has has some kitty elements to it. Um, 
it's it's really surprising how much I enjoyed it um, as a 33 year old. I didn't I I thought it would be more of like oh yeah this is cool I remember this but like I was actually enjoying it like viscerally enjoying it, like like what like these Batman stories so go back and watch that on HBO Max Batman animated series man it's great. Yeah, that series rules. It was great at the time. It was so far ahead of its time, uh, obviously. Yeah. And then uh, I've watched it maybe a couple years ago. I had I watched part of it anyway, and yeah, it's it's still it's still such a such a fun watch. Really, really good. Has your uh, your kid seen it, Brian? No, um, probably maybe soon. I mean, I th- I think it was probably a little too dark for him. Uh, that's always my con- quote unquote concern with Batman stuff is that there's not a lot of Batman stuff that kids can watch because it's all you know we're so we got to make sure everything's super dark and gritty all the time uh but that one isn't overly that way i just i just think about like um scarecrow and uh what's oh clayface and how creepy clayface those yeah. were even and when man i was bat, like when like, yeah totally oh absolutely yeah. even even when i was like a you know like 10 or 11 or whatever i was like man that's kind of creepy so i, I don't know i don't want to I don't want to overdo it for him, but uh, at some point, at some point for sure, because I think he would really, he would really like that uh, that series, and and it's just, it's so well done. Kevin Conroy's great as yeah. well. Uh, Mark Hamill is the Joker. I, yeah, totally. Really, I mean, the, the voice cast is just just impeccable on that. It is. I have a buddy who uh, we he went with me one time to um, to Dallas Comic Con when when one of you guys couldn't go on like a Sunday or something, mm-hmm. and I. He and I went together, and uh, that was you, Richard, because I picked up the. I remember picking up the pass from you, um, and we were just kind of walking around and and enjoying it and whatnot. And he, I'm not really a big celebrity person. I don't get too worked up about like, oh, I'm gonna for sure get in this line and get a picture or an autograph or whatever from this person. It's not, and and neither is my friend. And uh, but we were walking by Kevin Conroy's table, and he he like got kind of flustered and was like oh man that's kevin conroy and i was like well you should go get his it's like 30 bucks dude like go get his autograph it's you know this is a big deal nicest dude like he was just very i mean i i understand i know you're there to to get paid and all that but that does not stop a lot of those those folks from from being a little uh like that doctor who that broke out with can't really hard <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah the time i was the berated by chewbacca can. mom wasn't really fun at all <laughs> wow i forgot about chewbacca mom <laughs> yeah so yeah, Kevin Con- Conroy rules. That that show is fantastic. Good, that's a good wreck. It's greatness, man. If you're wondering if it's held up, if you haven't visited it since revisited it since you were a kid, uh, check it out, man. It's really good. Really good. If you got kids who aren't into Batman, it's a great starting point, man. It's, it's uh, mm-hmm. the way they do the origin is all is all top notch. All right, there you go. That's outside the wire talk. That's weekly recommends talk for this week here on the Mad About Movies podcast. But we've got more coming up. We've got our MCU. Retrospective, kicking off at our VIP club this week with Iron Man talk. We'll talk through those films, the highs and lows of the Iron Man trilogy to kick things off with MCU talk. So stay tuned to that. Stay tuned tuned to our Discord. And uh, thanks for watching, VIPs, if you're doing this on video. And if you're not, uh, hopefully we'll see you soon at the cinema. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those tossed down and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya ya. The salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again.